In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and as always, it's great to be with all of you. And we'd like to start off our conversation, as is our custom, by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many different titles. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Also, Mary is known as our, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's invite Mary to be with us to pray for us and to pray with us. To pray for us and to pray with us. As we say the prayer that Mary loves most, that prayer, of course, is the is the Hail Mary. Together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. <clears throat> Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now I'd like to invite to be with us our spiritual director. What a privilege it is to have <coughs> as our spiritual director the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has many titles. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the Gift of Gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the Sweet Guest of Our Souls. Holy Spirit is also known as our Consoler, as well as our Counselor. Holy Spirit is also known as the our interior master. And the Holy Spirit is also known as our sanctifier. When we say interior master, St. Paul in his letter to the Romans reminds us with these words. He says we really don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans, so we can say Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's Pray the prayer of the Holy Spirit. The classical prayer of the Holy Spirit, and that is, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, 
by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. Saint Francis Xavier, pray for us. Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. How good it is to pray together, my friends. The family that prays together stays together. And a world at prayer is a world at peace. So as always, I'd like to encourage you by stating that we will We will place you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Of course, there's no greater prayer in the whole world than the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That prayer is the prayer par excellence. And in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, I'd like to offer these specific intentions. First, that we would all make a concerted effort to be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit and His heavenly inspirations. We can say this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. So let's pray that we'll all be open to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. He indeed is our sanctifier. My second intention will be I'd like to pray for our families. For the conversion of our family members, for the sanctification of our family members. 
as well as for the salvation of our family members. So I'd like to pray for all of you for your health. Mary Jo's got the COVID bug. We all have our our glitches as we get older. And let's learn to offer our suffering to God for the salvation of souls. Our suffering, whatever it may be, has infinite value if we unite our suffering to the cross of Christ. We place it on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And very important, I'd like to pray for all those who will will be dying today. As Jesus said in the Gospel last Sunday, what, what will it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? What would it profit if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? What can we exchange for the salvation of our mortal soul? Just pray for those who will be dying today as well as pray for ourselves and our family members that we would obtain the grace of all graces. The grace of all graces, my friends, according to St. Alphonsus, is to die in the state of grace. So, my friends, those who are the intentional place on the altar today. Also pray for Irene's consecration group, for Helen and Claire, and the group that will be consecrating themselves to Mary. So today, my friends, Wednesday is a day in which we honor in a special way the great Saint Joseph. I'd like to talk briefly about this great saint, Saint Joseph. Now, the calendar of saints Aside, of course, from Jesus and Mary, St. Joseph is the greatest of all saints. In a little bit of theology, here's some technical theological words with respect to the different types of devotions we should have. Latria refers to our relationship to God. And Latria means adoration. We adore only the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We adore only the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's called dulia. Hyperdulia refers to our relationship to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And dulia means veneration. Hyperdulia means the highest veneration that we give to Mary, the Mother of God. Then there's Protodelia, which refers to St. Joseph. He is the first in the category of veneration. Then Dulia means we venerate the saints. 
Remember a couple of years ago, Pope Francis proclaimed a year of St. Joseph. Even though that year of St. Joseph ended two years ago on the Immaculate Conception, we should still cultivate a loving devotion to St. Joseph. To St. Joseph. A very great saint. In the book of Father Donald Calloway, a good part of his book was uh, explaining St. Joseph related to the different invocations you have in the litany to St. Joseph. I'd like to take one of them today and explain it. There are many invocations. St. Joseph, patron of husbands. St. Joseph, patron of fathers. St. Joseph, patron of families. St. Joseph, ornament of the domestic life. St. Joseph, terror of demons. St. Joseph, patron of a holy and happy death. St. Joseph, model of patience. St. Joseph, model of obedience. St. Joseph, model for purity. St. Joseph, patron of workers. There are so many wonderful, wonderful titles that we attribute to St. Joseph, especially when we go through what's called the Litany of St. Joseph. But I'd like to focus on the title that that is most dear to the heart of St. Teresa of Avila. And that would be St. Joseph, who is the He's the, known as the master of the interior life. What do we mean by St. Joseph being the, the master of the interior life? Well, it would be basically this. St. Joseph is a Master and model of prayer. So today let's, let's beg, let's beg through the intercession of St. Joseph. Uh, Bob Ward is just asking, he's saying a beautiful explanation. What, what about Dulia? Yes, Bob. Uh, It's this, Latria is our relationship to the Trinity in which we praise and worship. We only do that to the triune God. We praise and we worship the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Then below that would be hyperdulia. Dulia actually means veneration. The hyper would be the highest veneration we give to Mary. 
Then proto means first, protodelia. We attribute that to um, to Saint Joseph. So Saint Joseph would actually be the the first in devotion. Then dulia we give to the saints. So great uh, question, Bob, and may God bless you and bless all of you. So we're we're honing in today on one of the invocations that is in the litany of St. Joseph, and it's the invocation that St. Teresa of Avila, St. Jo- uh, uh, Teresa of Avila really had a special uh, love for. And it's St. Joseph who's the, the master of the interior life. The master of the interior life. And in concrete, what that means is he's the master of prayer. Look at the various dimensions of the prayer life of St. Joseph. First of all, St. Joseph, St. Joseph was instrumental in family prayer. The family that prays together stays together. He would pray with his family. He would pray with Mary and Jesus. Second, St. Joseph was instrumental in liturgical prayer. By that I mean that St. Joseph would go to the synagogue every Sabbath with his family. And not only that, but St. Joseph would also travel with Mary and Jesus to the temple of Jerusalem for the chief feast days. The feast day, of, for example, of, of Pentecost or Tabernacles and most especially for the, the feast day of, of, of the uh, Passover. So we see that in Luke chapter 2, in the fifth joyful mystery, they're returning from their their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, where Jesus is lost and found after three days. So St. Joseph prayed with the family, but also St. Joseph would be praying liturgically in the context of the synagogue and the Temple of Jerusalem. St. Joseph also would have prayed biblically. And when I say praying biblically would be that St. Joseph most certainly would pray some of the Psalms the Psalms, by now you know the Psalms. There are there are 150 Psalms in the Old Testament, which is one of the best prayer books you can you can use. We as priests and religious, we pray 150 Psalms, close to 150 Psalms, every month in what is called the Liturgy of the Hours or the Breviary. So St. Joseph would pray uh, liturgical but also biblical prayer. 
And most likely St. Joseph, as well as Mary and Jesus, had many of the Psalms that were memorized. And when they would be heading to Jerusalem for the major feast days, some of these Psalms would not only be recited, but they would be chanted or they'd be sung. As we do today, the Responsorial Psalm in the Mass, we sometimes we say it, other times we, we chant it or we sing it. St. Joseph also had a prayer life with his wife. He prayed with Mary. And I think that's very important because husbands and wives should pray together. That venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen wrote a book for married couples, and the name of the book is It Takes Three to Get Married. The Husband, the Wife, and God Himself. So husbands and wives should get in the habit of praying, praying for each other, but also praying with each other. Then, we also have St. Joseph had his own personal prayer life. He would pray when he was by himself. And a very interesting thing about (coughs) communication, we do not actually have in sacred scripture, we don't have even one word attributed to St. Joseph in all of sacred scripture. Might even call this the eloquent silence of St. Joseph. The eloquent silence of St. Joseph. Some of you even have his name, Jose Vasquez, would be the Spanish for Joseph. I formed a men's group. We'll be having our meeting this Saturday. The name of the group is Grupo de San Jose, the group of St. Joseph. So I invite all of you today, all of you today, to cultivate a deeper devotion to St. Joseph. That being said, in about five minutes, uh, we'll be starting our community concelebrated mass for the Oblates, and I'll be praying for all of you. I'll pray for all of you that St. Joseph would bless you and your family members most abundantly today. And I will give you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.